Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Minnesota Vikings move into off-season mode. Chris Thomason does a great job covering the team for the Pioneer Press year-round online at TwinCities.com, and he's good enough to join us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, Chris, uh, I want to start by saying thank you for your time this season. Uh, I really enjoy your work and enjoy our visits here on the radio. Well, you're very kind, and I was going to throw out a little tidbit. Uh, you started with the uh, music from Valley Girl. Deborah Foreman, who started in Valley Girl, used to follow me on Twitter. Doesn't anymore. I don't know what happened, but I thought I'd throw that, right. that that's uh, cool. out there. Yeah, that's cool. Um, you know, I, <laughs> you know, every now and then, if I'm I'm bored or waiting, like in a waiting room or whatever, I'll kind of scroll through and and look at uh, my limited group of followers on Twitter, um, and that that's always interesting. Uh, you have a lot more followers than I do. It would take you a lot longer to go through that. But Well, every now and then you have some strange people who follow you. For instance, Bill Wyman, the Rolling Stones former bass player, for some reason follow, follows me on Twitter. I have no idea why, but uh, if you got any messages ever for Bill, I'll, uh, I can do That's pretty cool, though. That, that, is, that is really good stuff. Um I, I went through a phase when when Elon Musk got involved in Twitter where I was kind of experimenting with, you know, because the timeline changed and I was, you know, getting a lot of people popping up that, that I didn't really want to see their tweets and I was experimenting with blogging people, et cetera. And I, I kind of went through some of these people in the local media that um, I, I follow and enjoy their work and respect their opinions, etc. Uh, some veteran sports writers in town. Um, so I was playing around with the blog feature and even some hosts here at the radio station, just seeing how it would work and, you know, block and unblock. And it was amazing how quickly they quit following me and some haven't come back. And, and I, I'm trying to reach out 
to to each person individually and say, hey, I, I didn't mean anything by it. I was just kind of fooling around with this feature, trying to see how it worked. I didn't mean anything by it. You know, would you please follow me back? So I've already had some awkward conversations. Uh, some aren't even returning texts or phone calls at this point. So for what well, if you point. block me, I'll I'll forgive you. <laughs> and I never would do that. Chris Thomason, the oh, Pioneer yeah. Press, uh, doing that. I, hopefully, I didn't by mistake. Um, I, I, I think I think you're on the timeline, uh, Chris. Uh, here we go. It's a long year. You follow this team year round, and it, it came to an end on Sunday. And there were some things that became crystal clear at the end of that that they were going to probably move move on from Ed Donatel and it took him a while to make that decision are you surprised by you know it took him till later in the week to eventually make that call I don't know I think they had a pretty good idea that they weren't going to bring him back and they didn't want Wednesday's season ending press conference with uh Quasi Adolfo Menza and uh Kevin O'Connell to be all about Ed Donatel they, because it would have been, I mean, maybe not all about it, but there would have been a number of follow-up questions and who's going to be the next defense coordinator, et cetera, et cetera. Why didn't it work? So I think they wanted it to be about the full season, and they obviously wanted to try to spin it in a positive manner because, I mean, overall, 13-4, and four, uh, a positive season. Most people didn't see that coming, even though uh, the ending wasn't, as, as as anticipated but yeah i it was trending throughout the season that uh donatel wasn't going to be back i mean all season long his defense was ranked last or close to last and then uh you know what happened in the playoffs obviously they're going against a so-so offensive team and uh as um Paul, uh, as uh, Patrick Peterson <laughs> said on his podcast earlier this week, uh, they made uh, Daniel Jones look like Michael Vick. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking on a couple of those runs, I, I, I sent out a tweet speaking at Twitter, you know, that, that's Steve Young in his prime, uh, the the way he was <laughs> running around that in that Viking secondary uh, a couple of times in the football game, and he he did play very well. And you tip your cap to the Giants, and they move on. They have, they have uh, certainly a, a tall order with with Philadelphia uh, looming next. And you know, I I think you know for the Minnesota Vikings on that side of the football, you know, there, there's a lot of work to do. Whoever the new coordinator is, that new coordinator and the general manager and the head coach have a lot to do. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I've got a salary cap uh, story that's going to be in Sunday's paper. They haven't posted it yet. But, uh, you know, you look at the salary cap, they're $24 million over. I mean, they can get under it, but there's going to be some veterans who are going to have to take huge pay cuts if they want to come back. One of them is Harrison Smith. Um, he's going to have to take a big pay cut if he's going to come back. Patrick Peterson wants to come back, but they're not going to certainly break the bank for a guy who's going to be 33. Daniil Hunter's contract situation, it could be interesting. It often is with uh, him. Dalvin Tomlinson becomes 
a free agent, and he's probably going to want another $10 million. I don't know if they can afford to bring him back or he might get an offer somewhere else. So, yeah, it's uh, they're going to try to rebuild the defense, but this is a team that's not going to have a lot of um, salary cap room. So uh, they're going to need some of those younger players that they've in the program to step up and uh, draft choices. They'll need to draft well this year to help the defense. Do you think there's going to be a change in philosophy because a lot was made about, you know, they're going to go on the 3-4 and they're going to, you know, have a completely different look. Do you you think this could swing in another direction or is it way too early to tell? Yeah, you know, it's very interesting. I mean, one thing Kevin O'Connell said during the Wednesday press conference is that 28% of the snaps, they were in the base. 3-4, and they were in the process of evaluating those snaps compared to other snaps. So, yeah, that's a question that they're going to have to answer, whether they stick with the 3-4, whether they go back to the 4-3. I mean, I think we'll get a little bit of an idea maybe when they start interviewing defensive coordinator candidates, but then again, they might interview both 3-4 and 4-3 guys or guys that can – play them both and then that might lead into their planning and that sort of thing but yeah that's going to be a, a key element right there yeah going into the offseason Kirk Cousins Justin Jefferson um, and then beyond that some changes likely coming on the offensive side of the ball as well because you, you got Adam Thielen uh, a year older just like the rest of us but um tight end you got tj and irv out there you've got uh dalvin cook i mean there's some moving parts on that side of the ball as well yeah i mean adam Thielen's in the same boat that harrison smith is in that'll be in my sunday story he's gonna have to take a massive pay cut if he wants to come back and you know will he be the number two receiver if he does maybe kj osborne would be um Dalvin Cook is, on the offensive side, is the biggest quandary. He's due to make $10 million, which is uh, high for a, a running back. I mean, overall, he had a solid season, but he definitely showed some signs of decline. Average is a career low, 4.3 yards per carry, and his yardage was kind of skewed by the fact that he had some long runs, but then... I had a lot of runs where he went nowhere. So that's going to be really interesting to see if they possibly might look to try to cut his salary, and if they do, what his reaction is. But they don't have anybody in-house who's an obvious candidate to replace them. I mean, Alexander Madison is back up, becomes a free agent, and uh, got a couple young guys, but they're unproven at running back. So... That's going to be interesting to see what might happen with Cook. Uh, among the 32 teams in the NFL, most are resistant to commit a ton of money in the running back position. There certainly are exceptions, but it, 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 it's become more and more a position in the NFL where it's like you can find guys to fill that role. We're going to put our money somewhere else. Yeah, you know, that's certainly 
a possibility as well. You know, maybe there's a free agent out there that they think they can get at a reasonable rate. But it be interesting, again, to see if they have a number in mind for Cook. I mean, if Cook takes a pay cut, they um, might consider that the ideal scenario i mean his his numbers keep going up if and you know might end up being his last season next year if he comes back anyway but uh yeah they'll they'll study all options but you are correct that uh you can pick running backs up i mean just look what the denver broncos used to do under mike shanahan they'd have guys you've never even heard of (laughs) rush for a thousand yards and then of course bill belichick won numerous super bowls with uh, just kind of rotating running backs that he threw in there. Yeah. Um, Justin Jefferson, probably fair to say uh, by the time the season starts this fall, uh, will be the highest paid receiver in the NFL. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think he'll command $30 million plus. It might be thirty million. Tyreek Hill—that's kind of his number, but a lot of it's funny money at the end of his deal. So he's probably not making annually thirty. But Justin Jefferson, at his age and his prime—I mean, yeah—he's uh, going to sign for thirty million plus, and it's going to be real money. And um, the fortunate thing is, the salary cap after this year is going to start going up. So it's going to go, I mean, it's been artificially low the last few years, including this year because of COVID, but it's going to take a big jump in 2024 and 2025, which will help them absorb a huge Justin Jefferson contract. I mean, if he, if he signs this off season, his signing bonus would be prorated. I mean, if he gets a $30 million signing bonus, over five years, six million of that maybe goes on this year's cap. But yeah, they they are planning for a gigantic Justin Jefferson extension. So uh, I guess the key question is if he asked for like insane money. I mean, if if they're asking for forty million or something, then you kind of wonder what's going on. But I would say he's you know they're going to want you know thirty million minimum. Yeah, and then Kirk Cousins. You and I have talked about this a lot, Chris. You know his durability. I mean, the one thing you, you got to say that this guy shows up and plays, um, and that that's worth something. But Minnesota Vikings still, at some point in one of these drafts, whether it's twenty three or are, are going to have to, you know, go out there and get a quarterback of the future you would think yeah they before anybody realistically i mean quasi's already said which was a no-brainer that kirk will be the quarterback next season but uh there's nobody else in the program as a possible replacement and obviously we're going to know more about cousins before the draft as to whether he signs another extension i mean do they do another one-year type deal? Or, you know, maybe Kirk Cousins says, hey, I want two more years, and then that might be a tough one to address. Or maybe Kirk Cousins is tired of uh, everybody 
criticizing him all the time and uh, wants to just play it out and, and go somewhere else. Who knows? I mean, uh, yeah. he says he wants to stay in Minnesota long term, but uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, I think in a perfect world for all parties, you know, hey, just tack on another year, 2024, and then see how this coming year goes. But it doesn't always work out that easily. Yeah, um, and and that that becomes a, a big part of this as well, is you, you commit a bunch of money to Justin Jefferson, and then it's kind of like, who's going to get him the ball? And we know it's Kirk Cousins right now, so it almost becomes, you know, if, if you're going to go that route and commit that much money to a wide receiver and that that's another thing that a lot of teams around the NFL will will give receivers elite money but others are a little resistant saying yeah you can generally get serviceable wide receivers uh and and don't necessarily have to give them superstar money so uh you know how how they manage that'll be a big part of of what uh, the, the the GM and the head coach put together going forward is you know, they're, they're going to have a lot of eggs in that basket of Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and it's worth remarking that Justin Jefferson, in talking with the media last Monday, I mean, I asked him a question about his extension, and one of his things he said was, well, you know, they don't necessarily have to sign me to an extension this year, which they don't. Uh, he's got two more years left on his deal because obviously they're going to pick up his fifth year option in May. And so, I mean, any Jefferson extension is almost certainly not going to be done in March because they're going to want to get all their eggs in a row for this season and then turn their focus to extensions related to Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson is actually probably more urgent because he's got one more year and then he becomes a free agent and the last thing they want to do is not extend him and then he walks away you know and they get nothing well a a compensatory pick but um you know i mean jefferson will probably see what happens obviously with kirk cousins and let's just say kirk cousins doesn't sign an extension and he's going to play out this season and there's a possibility that he might not have him throwing to him and he might not have a high-quality quarterback after 2023. So does Justin Jefferson then, you know, want to wait or see or whatever? We'll have to find out. Yeah. Well, Chris, once again, great work uh, this season. Look forward to to the story on uh, the the salary cap and the challenges with uh, the veteran players going forward in the Pioneer Press. All right. Really appreciate it, Steve. Thanks for all this year. All right, there he is, Chris Thomason of the Pioneer Press. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 